Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. What are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? You can download the notes of this message on our website, but the message, title of this message is, What Are You Trusting In? And we're going to be basing ourselves this morning in 2 Chronicles chapter 32. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, and we're going to read to begin with just verse 9 to 10. And it says this, it says, While King Sennacherib of Assyria was still besieging the town of Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah and all the people of the city. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive, can survive my siege of Jerusalem? I'm sure you'd agree with me. It's been another crazy week in the news, hasn't it? It's been another manic week. Things don't seem to be getting any better. And to top it all off, we've had Storm Alex hit us over this weekend as well. It just seems like everything is going from bad to worse, doesn't it? And especially this situation with COVID-19, it just seems to be getting from bad to worse. You know, even this week, we heard the, that, that announcement from the chief scientist and the chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, saying that the situation with COVID is going in the wrong direction. They're worried about it. And even yesterday in Wales, we had record numbers. I believe there was over 576 people, uh, new cases yesterday, just here in Wales. I'm sure you'd agree with me that the things are looking pretty bad out there at this moment in time. And maybe you've been affected by this, or maybe family members have been affected by this. This is a difficult time. And I, I know that there's a question at this moment in time that's going around in our nation. And that question is, what are you trusting in? You know, even this week, we've seen that the prime minister has been put under pressure because even he forgot the rules regarding COVID as well. You know, and, and people right now are, are not putting their trust in the prime minister. Nobody knows who to put their trust in at this moment in time. People are wondering who's going to lead us through this difficult time. Who's going to bring us through this difficult time with COVID and all these other things. And I wonder this morning, maybe it's not just COVID, but but maybe that's a question maybe for you this morning. Maybe as you face pressures, as you face difficulties within your personal life, within your home life this morning, I wonder today, what are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in to bring you through and lead you through that difficult time, that impossible situation? Who are you believing will bring you and help you to overcome that mountain that's in your way? I wonder who are you trusting in at this time? Is it doctors? Is it nurses? Are you placing your trust in family members, in friends? Are you placing your trust in money this morning, in, in the government this morning? What are you trusting in? You know, as we come to 2 Chronicles uh, and chapter 31 and chapter 32, we're going to be uh, looking at both of these chapters today. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 31 and 32, we read about a man named Hezekiah. Now, you might have heard of Hezekiah before. You might not have heard Hezekiah before. And you can actually... Read about him also in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19 as well. Now, Hezekiah, he was the king of Israel. And we read this about him in 2 Chronicles 31 and verse 20 to 21. It says this, it says, In this way, King Hezekiah handled the distribution throughout all Judah, doing what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. In all that he did in the service of the temple of God, and in all his efforts to follow God's laws and commands, Hezekiah sought his God 
wholeheartedly. And as a result, he was very successful. In so many words, the Bible is basically telling us here that Hezekiah was one of the greatest, if not the greatest king that Israel ever had. Now, Israel had a lot of good kings. They had Saul, who started out good but ended bad. They had David. You know, we're all, all familiar with David. But, but the Bible is basically saying in these, first, in these few verses here, the Hezekiah is up there. He was one of the greatest kings that Israel ha- ever had. In fact, the Bible tells us that Hezekiah's heart was so set on God that there was no king before him or king after him that was like him. Hezekiah was, was a man after God's heart, just like David was. He was an incredible man of God, Hezekiah was. And in, in verse 1 of 2 Chronicles chapter 32, we read that Hezekiah, he faithfully carried out the work that God had called him to. And as you read about Hezekiah, you, you'll, you'll discover some amazing things about Hezekiah. Hezekiah, he was a man who walked in truth and was a man of holiness. Hezekiah was a man who sought God. Hezekiah was a man who clung to God at all times. Hezekiah was a man and a king who fought against sin and fought against any compromise that, and, and any compromise and he fought against anything that would stand against God. He tore down any false idols, false gods. Hezekiah was a man after God. Hezekiah, the Bible tells us, was a man of prayer. Hezekiah was a man who trusted God and was also trusted by God and by all the people. And Hezekiah, the Bible tells us, was even used by God to bring an incredible revival into the nation of Israel at that time. So I think it's fair to say this morning, even just after hearing those few things, Hezekiah was a great man of God. However, listen to this. This is interesting. And this caught my attention this week. This is what God was laying on my heart this week as I've been going through two Chronicles in my my own personal devotions. Listen to what it says in the very next verse in 2 Chronicles 32 and verse 1. It says this, after Hezekiah had faithfully carried out his work, King Sennacherib of Assyria invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified towns, giving orders for his armies to break their walls. Listen to that phrase. Note that phrase there. After Hezekiah had faithfully carried out his work, after Hezekiah had done all these amazing things, set up all these ministries, after he had served God and was faithful in serving God, after all of that, after referring to all the good things that he had done in the wake of those amazing things, the Bible says that an enemy came and tried to stop everything. Isn't that amazing? Hezekiah didn't do anything wrong. He was serving God. He was faithful God. He was changing the nation. God was moving in and through him. But yet all of a sudden, after he had done all those good things, the Bible says that the enemy came in. An enemy came in. This evil king, a Syrian king called King Sennacherib, he comes to attack Hezekiah and Israel. And you know, it's amazing to think that this was a man of God, but he, even he was susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. You know, even that's a reminder for us this morning. It doesn't matter who we are. doesn't matter how long we've been serving the Lord. doesn't matter how faithful we've been to God. All of us from times can face the attack of the enemy. The enemy tries to come to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes for each and every one of us, whether we are new in our faith or weak in our faith, or whether we're strong in God and been serving him for years. The enemy tries to come for each and every one of us. And he comes for Hezekiah, a man who was mighty in God, a man who was strong in God, who had done all these things. Yet the enemy, King Sennacherib, 
came to attack Hezekiah and Israel. But Hezekiah, he doesn't panic in this situation. When he hears that this king of Assyria comes, he doesn't panic. And in fact, even when he hears that the enemy is coming, he encourages the people of Israel. Isn't that amazing? That despite the fact that the, ki- the enemy was coming to attack Israel, he doesn't panic, he doesn't fear, he doesn't run away, he doesn't hide. He attacks, uh, he encourages the people. Listen to what it says in 2 Chronicles 32, verse 6 to 8. He says, he appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square of the city gate. Then Hezekiah encouraged them by saying, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria or his mighty army. For there is a power far greater on our side. He may have a great army, but they are merely men. We have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles for us. Hezekiah's words greatly encouraged the people. Isn't that amazing? What an incredible encouragement. We have a power that's greater on our side. And that phrase hit me this week as I was reading that in the New Living Translation. We have a power greater on our side. And the same is true for us this morning. What can men do to us? What can women do to us? What can people do to us? What could COVID do to us? We have God Almighty on our side. But you know, even after this encouragement, after encouraging the people, more onslaught from the enemy comes. If you think that the enemy is just going to shy away because you say that God's on my side, then you can think again. Listen to what it says. It says the principalities and powers came against the righteous king. They surrounded the people of God. They surrounded the righteous king and they were waging all war against them. They were trying to bring them down. They were trying to destroy the people of Israel. They were bringing down their faith. And this came After Hezekiah had started all these amazing ministries, he had established these strong ministries for the Lord. He was strong in God. He'd done all these things, yet he came against him. You know, Satan here, he wasn't wasting his powers on a weak man. He was, he was going for the strong man of God. It wasn't a name experienced Christian. Satan through King Sennacherib was trying to go against the man of God and he was aiming all of his onslaughts against him. And you know, as I said, this man of God, Hezekiah, he wasn't living in sin or rebellion. Neither were the people of God at the time. But yet, he found himself in this impossible situation. And you know what's also interesting? Is that God didn't tell Hezekiah why he was encountering this. The Bible doesn't tell us why this onslaught came. It just says that it came against Hezekiah. And you know, sometimes it can feel like that in our lives, doesn't it? When the enemy comes against us, we can question God and say, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know, I've even been asking that a lot in my life at this moment in time. I've been asking that, God, why is this happening? But you know, in recent weeks, my question has shifted from not why is this happening, but God, what are you doing in this? God, you were in this. What are you doing in this? And I'm sure that's what Hezekiah was saying. God, what are you doing in this? Let me see you in this because you are in control of this. And I believe we need to remember that as well, that nothing passes or goes past our God first of all no matter what the enemy might try and throw against us it's first of all got to go past our God because our God is in control not Satan Satan doesn't have permission to come against us if God doesn't allow it but God allows him to come against us sometimes for a purpose there is a reason in it and it is to bring about good not destruction it is for our good and we need to remember that and we see here the Hezekiah he didn't know why this attack was coming 
But we see that even though he didn't know why he was coming and there was no reason for it to come, it still came against him. And the king Sennacherib, he sends these letters to Hezekiah to try and fill him with fear instead of faith. Listen to what it says in 2 Chronicles 32, verse 9 to 16. It says, while King Sennacherib of Assyria was still besieging the town of Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah and all the people of the city. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive my siege of Jerusalem. You know, the enemy uses that. What are you trusting in at this time that makes you think you can get through COVID, that makes you think you can get through this difficult personal situation? What are you trusting in? Hezekiah has said, the Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria. Surely Hezekiah is misleading you, sentencing you to death by famine and thirst. Don't you realize that Hezekiah is the very person who destroyed all the Lord's shrines and altars? He commanded Judah and Jerusalem to worship only at the altar at the temple and to offer sacrifices on it alone. Surely you must realize what I and the other kings of Assyria before me have done to all the people of the earth. Were any of the gods of those nations able to rescue their people from my power? Which of their gods was able to rescue its people from the destructive power of my predecessors? What makes you think that your God can rescue you from me? Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. Don't let him fool you like this. I say it again. No God of any nation or kingdom has ever been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestors. How much less will your God rescue you from my power? And King Sennacherib's officers further mocked the Lord God and his servant Hezekiah. He'd been insult upon insult. And as you read it again, he keeps sending these letters, keeps telling him, what can you do against me? I'm all powerful. You're not going to overcome me. Your God is weak. He is useless. You know, nobody can stand against me. That's what King Sennacherib was saying. And you know, it's in times of difficulty, the enemy says that to us, doesn't he? How is God going to bring you through this? You know, can God really bring you through this? Yes, he might have helped you in the past, but this situation is too difficult. What can God do? I'm too strong for God. I'm too big for God. And you know, the enemy comes and he whispers those lies into our ears and they fill our hearts and they fill our minds. Listen to that seed of doubt. He started off, what are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in? And you know, in our own times of trial and temptation, Satan brings those same lies to us. Just like Sennacherib was doing to Hezekiah, Satan does that to you and me. What are you trusting in? God won't help you. You're a failure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be facing this. You've messed up in some way. Otherwise, you wouldn't be going through these uh, difficulties. There's something wrong with you. God's displeased in you. You can fill our hearts and our minds with those lies. And you know, at this time, with all that's happening in our society, you know, they are lies that we are hearing all the time. You know, I feel put down whenever I turn on the news. I feel discouraged. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I feel like, you know, it does affect us, doesn't it? You know, spiritually, you know, we, we can, our hearts can be filled with fear instead of faith. And maybe you've come here today and maybe your heart is being filled with fear today instead of faith. Maybe it's not just because of what's happening in our world with COVID and with all these different things, with famines and storms and, and all these riots and all these things. Maybe it's not that. But maybe it's that personal situation that you've come here with today that nobody else knows about. But maybe that's filling your heart with fear today. Listen to how Hezekiah responds as we come towards a conclusion this morning. Listen to how he responds to these fears, to these lies of the enemy. 2 Chronicles 32 verse 20 says, Then King Hezekiah 
And the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to God in heaven. How does Hezekiah respond to the lies of the enemy? How does he respond to these fears? He gets on his knees and he calls upon God. He doesn't panic. He doesn't get his heart filled with fear. He doesn't turn away. He doesn't run away. Instead, he doesn't look around. He looks up. He realizes that his help is in Almighty God. And so he turns to God. Hezekiah didn't give in to the lies of the enemy. And he didn't even trust in himself. Or he didn't even place his trust in his army around him. Hezekiah decided he was going to put his trust in God. When the enemy was filling him with lies, when the enemy was coming against him, he decided, you know what, King Sennacherib, you might be thinking I'm going to trust in all these things, but I'm trusting in Almighty God. My God is going to bring me through this. My God is stronger. My God will defeat you. And listen to what happens after Hezekiah prays and places his trust in God. In verse 21 to 23 of 2 Chronicles 32, it says, and the Lord sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commanders and officers. So Sennacherib was forced to return home in disgrace to his own land. And when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him there with a sword. This is how the Lord had rescued Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from King Sennacherib of Assyria and from all the others who threatened them. So there was peace throughout the land. From then on, King Hezekiah became highly respected among all the surrounding nations and many gifts for the Lord, uh, for, for the Lord arrived at Jerusalem with valuable presents for King Hezekiah too. What happened is Hezekiah placed his trust in God. We see that God sent an angel. He destroyed the Assyrians and even uh, we see King Sennacherib's sons killed him in the end. Nobody is able to stand against our God. And as you read in 2 Kings chapter 19, in, in this passage, which talks about this story as well, it tells us actually that the, the angel of the Lord didn't just kill a few people. He actually killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. That's how many enemies came against Hezekiah. But God wiped them all out. God defeated the enemy. We see here that God supernaturally delivered Hezekiah. I know I really believe at this time with all that we're facing, we don't need just some help from here or there. I really believe we need supernatural deliverance. We need supernatural deliverance. I believe that at this time, the church needs to see the supernatural power of God once again. We as a church need to get back to the supernatural. We must realize that, yes, I'm not on about being weird or strange or anything like that, but we must realize that our God is all powerful and we must call on him. We must be a people who are ministering in the power of the spirit. We need the supernatural power of God. We need the supernatural deliverance of God. And so as we come to a conclusion this morning, I wonder, what are you trusting in today? Who are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in to heal you at this time? Who are you trusting in to provide for you? Who are you trusting in to meet your need or to bring that breakthrough in your personal situation or that family situation? You know, the Lord supernaturally delivered Hezekiah and the people of Israel. And not only did he deliver them, the Bible says he blessed them mightily. There was peace throughout the land. And you know, ever since the cross of Jesus Christ, we have an even greater promise than Hezekiah. 
We have the blood of Jesus as our fortress. We have the blood of Jesus as our protection. The blood of Jesus as our strength. The Bible says in Revelation that they overcame Satan by the word of God, by the power of the testimony, and by the blood of the Lamb. We have a greater promise than even Hezekiah had. Our God has won the complete victory. Jesus won the victory once and for all on the cross. And he won it when he rose again, triumphant over sin and Satan. Our God has won the victory. And I believe the word of the Lord to us this morning is, when we place our trust in Almighty God, when we place our trust in Jesus, He will supernaturally deliver us from every attack of the enemy. Whenever we place our trust in God, he will supernaturally deliver us from every attack of the enemy. And that includes COVID. That includes every other onslaught. God will protect us and he will bring us through. Why? Because the battle belongs to him this morning. It belongs to him. It's not our fight. This morning, the way that we fight is on our knees. Call upon God and when we place our trust in him, Watch how God will fight for you. Watch how God will come through for you. Watch how he will win. God himself has dealt with the enemy and he will deal with the enemy in your life and in your situation and he will work his plan to deliver you. Know this morning, the battle belongs to the Lord and if you place your trust in God, he will supernaturally deliver you from whatever the enemy is throwing against you this morning. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.